Hi, my name is Nick Smith, founder and creator of Part-Time Pilot. Now, after three years, five flight instructors, and over $22,000 out of my bank account, I was finally able to achieve my dream and become a private pilot. Now, I have a bachelor's and master's in aerospace engineering and over 10 years experience as a flight test engineer. So if it was that difficult for someone like me, no wonder eight out of 10 student pilots never end up becoming a pilot. So this is why I created Part-Time Pilot, and this is why I'm creating this podcast. This podcast will be your audio ground school and just another way part-time pilot is making flight training easier and more consumable for you. So with over 300 students and counting that have used our content to pass the FAA private pilot exams, I hope that you can use this podcast to become the next student to do so. So thank you and I hope you enjoy listening to the part-time pilot audio ground school podcast hey hey guys what's up this is nick from part-time pilot so let me just tell you a little bit about what this podcast is going to be like so first off i am just going to make the audio ground school so i'm going to go through our online ground school and just speak it into existence on this podcast. So speak it out loud. And then I'm also going to pause uh, here and there to maybe share a story or use an example. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have guests on, some instructors, some pilots, some student pilots that can tell their own stories of how they they remember this thing or how they learned this thing or maybe a real life incident. Because I believe that you know mnemonic devices and things like that are good to learn and then obviously you know actually physically experiencing it is the best way to learn but there's some of these things in the in the fars and stuff like that that they just don't have mnemonic devices and you basically just have to buckle down and memorize them but one thing i found that really helps you remember something is that if you hear like a personal story or a real life example about it so that's kind of the plan we're going to have you know flight instructor maybe we'll get an atc controller just a bunch of different people that can speak to these these laws these rules and these concepts in the ground school to help make it easier for you to consume it and remember these sort of concepts. So this is for the Private Pilot Online Ground School. And now, if you can hear this, I don't know if you can hear this right now, but there is a plane landing at San Diego International Airport. It's a Southwest 737. And now, I thought about editing these out, but I think I'm going to keep them in because, hey, this is a pilot podcast. Why not uh, get that ambiance, that sound, as if you are at the airport with me? So if you hear that, that's what it is. I'll, I'll test it out and make sure that you guys can still hear me. I got this fancy microphone and everything, but I think you're still going to pick up those aircraft coming into land. But again, I think that will just add to experience. You'll feel like you know, you're know you training right at the airport with me. So that's that. So the ground school content I'm going to be going through is from the part-time pilot online ground school. And obviously I'm going through that because I created it, but also because I believe it's the best one out there. We have had, I think it's over 305 now, students come through our ground school content and go on to pass their exams. And now not, not all of them follow up with me and say, hey, I passed my exam. But we give a full money back guarantee if you don't pass your exam and no one's ever come back and say, 
you know, hey, I didn't pass all my money back. So there could be someone out there that failed and just didn't want to, maybe they're embarrassed and didn't say that, but uh, I doubt it. Most of the people they say, they send us, you know, the the passing score or a picture and they're, they're super stoked. So yeah, over 305 students and counting that have gone on to pass. We haven't had one student fail. So the proof is in the pudding right there, as they say. So we're going to use that content and in this podcast. And if you want to join that online ground school so you can follow along, we it's broken down into small lessons. And then as you can as you'll see in this podcast, there's none of that legal FAA FAR jargon. You know, if you read a FAR, I don't know, this happened to me, but I would read a FAR like 10 times before I just like started falling asleep because of that legal language. And so I purposely, when I created this ground school, made it so that none of that language was ever copy and pasted into our course. But instead, I took the time to understand what the FAR meant. And then I purposely wrote it in plain, simple English as if you and I were just having a conversation and I was telling you what that rule meant. Okay, so I think this is another reason that we are so successful with that because that language can be really confusing. So we will, that's, you'll see that in in the lessons that I won't be speaking that far jargon, but if you just remember the basics, that's all you need to know for your exam. They are not going to quiz you and say, hey, which far number is this? And what does the exact far say? As long as you have the understanding down 100%, that is what you need to know. So But anyways, if you want to follow along with that, we have the written lessons and then we have obviously these audio lessons in there. Uh, But then we also have videos to add that visual aid. And then we also have, uh, you know, diagrams, mnemonic devices and stuff like that to add to that visual aid. And then we have examples. Now, some of this you know, some of the parts of the ground school, I'm not going to be able to do over audio, you know, like some example calculations and stuff will be a little bit dry. I'm going to try my best to do as much as possible for those that are following along. If you want that full experience, you'll have to, uh, you know, if you want all those examples, the step-by-step examples, we're really big on that. Another reason why we're so successful is that I don't leave out a single step. And if there's something that like, you know, so you do a weight and balance example, that's fine. You you know, most ground schools, they'll, they'll show you a weight and balance example. But then in real life or on the FA exam, you're going to experience one that's not straightforward like the example was. And what I do is I have multiple, multiple examples. So much so that if I find out there an example or a test question or something that I don't have, you know, spelled out step by step in the ground school, I will go in immediately before I forget and put that example in there. So we have a lot of examples and they're broken step by step, just like a Lego building manual. You know, Legos, you can build these really complex things and four and five year olds can do that. And why is that? Well, it's because these Lego instruction manuals are so simplified. They just have like five word steps or less, five words or less. And then they have a little picture with some arrows. And so that's how I kind of wanted to do my examples step by step so you didn't miss anything. Anyway, so it has that, it has the written lesson, has the examples, has the visuals, has the videos, has the audio. And then after each lesson, there's a quiz. So if you want to follow along and get all that stuff included, you got to be part of our online ground school. 
And to do that, you can go to parttimepilot.com and just go up in the menu, click on online ground school and sign up there. We also have a checkride prep program that um, reviews all the stuff you're going to need to know, but is formatted in the way that your checkride is going to go. And then we tell you what exactly to expect. So what to expect in the or exam, all the stuff you're going to need to prove your, you know, that you're airworthy, that your aircraft is airworthy, all the papers you're going to have to do, tell you how to to build that cross-country plan for your checkride. And then we have a bunch of questions in there that we expect scenario-based questions that you might get from your examiner, you know, asked in that scenario-based kind of way that is different from the FAA written, right? So they try and probe you a little bit more and give you scenarios so that you pick out the concepts that are important from the scenario. So we have those throughout throughout the review lessons and stuff like that. And people have found that super comprehensive and, and very helpful for their checkride. Anyways, so if you want any of those, go to parttimepilot.com so you can follow along. And then the last thing I'm going to say is that if you have any questions on this stuff, you got to join our Part-Time Pilot Facebook group. So it's facebook.com slash groups slash part-time pilot, no spaces. And just ask to join. When you ask to join, you got to put in, you got to answer all the questions. I'm not going to accept you if you don't answer the questions. Okay, so um, do that. We also go live once a week answering our students' questions from the online ground school. So what I'll do is I'll teach a lesson on a question that I've got from the week, and then I'll take questions live. So that way, our students' questions, you can either answer on the Facebook group and get a question 24-7 from multiple perspectives, or you can send in a submitted question. I can teach that live, or you can just wait. And on the live, you can actually ask us ask me a question so we have that as well and the final thing that we have is we do thousand dollar scholarships once every about three three or so months and the goal is to obviously grow as a business help more student pilots and give out more of those i'm only limited to how much i can do i i now do this full time so this is my salary but the the reason why i started part-time pilot was to help make flight training easier because 80% of student pilots end up failing. That is a crazy number, and we can do better than that. So I have a lot of things in mind. We have programs to help um, those that are becoming instructors and building hours. Um, We have a program to help with you financially there. If you're interested in that, just send us an email at team at parttimepilot.com. And then we have the scholarships. We have the money-back guarantee for our ground school. We have a ground school that was built specifically to be the best value, including, you know, that full money back guarantee, you know, the audio, video, visual lessons, like all that stuff, the quizzes, uh, practice tests. We have all the practice tests you can ever want. And on top of that, it's all lifetime access. So you get this for life. Um, There's some ground schools out there that only give you a year or two years access or do like a month to month thing. And that's because they know that as a private pilot, every two years, you have to review this information and you have to get an endorsement that you've reviewed this information. So they also sell you a like a biannual review course. So that's another way they can get profits and another reason why I wanted to start part-time pilot. So you get that lifetime access. All right, enough about that. Let's get to the stuff now. There's some things that 
you're going to need for online ground school. And we actually created a list of what you will need. Um, and I will put a link to that list of products that have been tried and tested uh, myself. And these products are meant to be both durable and affordable. So a lot of times, this is another thing, another reason why I started part-time pilot. I went to my flight school and they said I had to buy this book, this book, and these things from them. So I did. It cost me a couple hundred dollars only to learn that these books hadn't changed. These things could be found cheaper. I could have bought it all on Amazon for like 30 bucks. So just another thing you got to look out for. And so we have, we'll post the links down in the show notes for those so that you can get what you need. You're going to need an E6B and a plotter tool for your online ground school. And then I would also recommend getting a, a sectional plot, a sectional chart, aeronautical chart for your, the area you plan to start your flight training in. Go ahead and do that. Uh, get those things because you'll, you're going to need them for ground training. And then finally, you're going to need the, the FAA airman figures and diagrams. It's a free PDF download. We have the link in our online ground school and we'll put the link in the show notes, but that is just all the figures that is going to be on the FAA written exam and all your practice questions and all that are going to use the same exact figures. So it's good to basically get used to that and get familiar with that because you're going to see that on the exam. And then finally, you if you want a physical copy of that, you can actually buy that from Amazon and we'll post a link to that as well in the show notes. So that's what you're going to need. We talked about the Facebook group as well that you can join to ask questions. And then let's see. So the next thing I want to talk about is working with your instructor. Obviously, I am a certified ground instructor by the FAA. I can endorse you. So if you join our online ground school, I can endorse you for sport, recreation, or private pilot. And I'm actually learning uh, the IFR stuff, so I'll be able to do that in the future. But you're going to have your own flight instructor, right? We're all online, so I'm not going to fly with you. You're going to have your own flight instructor, and you may already be uh, training with that flight instructor. Now, I recommend doing the online, doing the ground school first. I really do. I know the FAA um, recommends that you take your private pilot written near the beginning of your flight training, and I would sort of agree with that. And the reasons why is because if you if you learn the knowledge and you go through ground school, it makes flying so much less stressful and so much easier. I mean, it's going to make it easier because you're going to be ahead of the aircraft. You're going to know what it is you're looking at, right? So you're going to know how the instruments work when you're trying to use them. You're going to know how to navigate. You're going to know what different things mean, light signals, traffic calls, all this stuff. You're going to have all that understanding and then you're just going to be reinforcing it during your flight training and it's very critical to stay ahead of the aircraft so that you can focus on the next task at hand and that is going to make you a better and safer pilot so if you're spinning in your head because you didn't take you know you haven't done your ground school studies first it's going to be much harder and much more difficult and not to mention most of us you know part-time pilot we have another job right we're not full-time pilots. There, there are some out there and who want to make it a career and want to get that loan or, or have the money to, to fly full-time. But the majority of us, and this is the reason why eight out of 10 student pilots fail, have a job. We have kids, we have lives, right? And so we are 
part-time student pilots, right? And so uh, we our time is short, basically. And so if you do ground training and flight training at the same time, your time is going to be stressed so much. So when you do, when you get the ground training out of the way first, your flight training, you're going to have more time for your flight training and it's going to be less stressful. Okay. And then when you have a short amount of time and you're trying to do ground training and flight training at the same time, you're going to hit a block, a mental block, and your instructor is going to notice it. I guarantee they're going to notice it. If they're any decent instructor, they're going to notice it. And what they're going to do is they're going to say, we cannot continue until you learn this stuff. And they're either going to let you go learn it on yourself by yourself, or they're going to sit down with you and teach you one-on-one. Now that's great, except that you're paying them per hour one-on-one and you're not even getting any flight hours. So now you paid for a ground school and you're not getting any more flight hours, but you're still paying your instructor $50, $60, $70 an hour to learn the stuff that you should have already learned. So it's not only uh, harder on your time, but harder on your wallet. And then all that time you're using to catch up, you're losing that proficiency that you you know you learned all that stuff flight training you you got good at your skills maybe you you started to nail your landings now you had to take two three weeks to learn all the ground content and you've lost all that skill and now when you get back to flight training you're gonna have to redo some of those lessons and redoing lessons is the number one way to spend too much money to run out of money and and quit so avoiding having to redo lessons is key and now i i've put all this information into a course it's called how to become a pilot it should become it should be called how to become a private pilot and save time stress and money while doing so and it's tips like these that if you think big picture and you plan ahead you can save a lot of money and this is all the stuff that i wish i needed to know this bonus course is included in your online ground school um so when you join you'll have that and i recommend going through that First, before you start flight training, it also tells you how to find the right flight training program, uh, flying club, flying school, and the right instructor. It tells you exactly what to ask, how to come up with your own quote, because they're going to quote you a number. They're going to say, yeah, it'll cost you you know, $9,000, but that's based off the minimums. And there's actual way based off how many students they have, how many aircraft they have, how many instructors they have. It's actually a way to kind of judge how much it'll actually cost you and then when you factor in the average the national average of how many hours it takes you to finish uh, you can come up with a good quote and be able to accurately compare different flight schools so all that's in that course finally what i really wanted to say was that uh, you're going to have an instructor right and so we love working with your flight instructors so just have your instructor, if they want to know what you're up to on your ground training, uh, they want to see, you know, you know what, what you're using and stuff like that, have us send a, us an email, team at parttimepilot.com. We'd be happy to give them access for a little bit. Uh, we have this thing where we can give access to people for two weeks so they can see, you know, what, what you're learning and all that stuff. And then what you can do is you can log on and you can go to your grades. So in your dashboard, just click on my grades and you can pull up. Uh, the course so you can pull up the the step two the online ground school lessons and you can show all the progress in your quiz scores and stuff like that that way your instructor can watch your progress if if you are doing 
flight training and ground training at the same time. But again, I recommend doing the ground training first. So with that said, I do have a disclaimer that I want, I need to say. So while I am a certified ground instructor through the FAA, I am not your certified flight instructor. So your flight instructor should be the final word on all things regarded flight training. So I'm here to teach you all the knowledge on ground training. I am not physically with you. I'm not physically flying with you. So if, if there's something different that they say about flying, about your checklist, about your emergency checklist, your, your safety, anything like that, do what they say, follow them. They are your flight instructor. They are the training. So anything like that, you know, go with your flight instructor. I'm just here to help to provide tips, ideas on how things that might help you aid in your training. But uh, as a, a ground instructor, I am authorized to provide you the ground training required for all this stuff and and then give you an endorsement for for the test. So anyways, that said, let's get started. So we are now on section two of the online ground school called Operation of Aircraft Systems. And we're going to start off on lesson one of this section called Aircraft Overview. And we're just going to go over all the main components of an aircraft that you need to know and that you need to check during your pre-flight check. Now, there's a picture up of this aircraft overview, and we also have a video. So for those, if you want to see the visual of this, um, you either got to join the ground school or you can watch our YouTube video. And I'll post that link in the show notes for that YouTube video. So, because it will be a, a lot easier if you can visualize these things. Um, but I will speak over each of these things. So, you have your aircraft, your general aviation aircraft, which is usually a single engine, propeller driven aircraft. It has two wings, it has a horizontal stabilizer tail, so the horizontal part of the tail. You can either have an elevator on the back that is controlled by the pilots. So we'll get into this more later, but the elevator can be controlled by the pilot and it controls the pitch of the aircraft. But some aircraft don't have an elevator and they have what's called a stabilator, and that's when the whole entire horizontal tail moves and acts as the elevator. And again, it controls pitch. Um, and then on the tail, you have the vertical tail. So that's the vertical part of the tail that sticks up. And on the back of that, you have the rudder. And the rudder controls yaw. So it, it moves the tail from left to right and controls the yaw of your aircraft. And that's controlled by the rudder pedals in the cockpit. On the wings, you have more control surfaces. So on the towards the wing tips, you have ailerons. So you have ailerons on the left side, on the left wing, and ailerons on the right wing. And the ailerons are controlled when the pilot turns the yoke to the left or the right. And that controls roll. And so that so when you turn, you're gonna put in some roll, you're gonna turn the yoke and put in some roll, and then you're also going to coordinate your turn uh, with some rudder and some yaw input as well with the, the foot pedals. So you have the ailerons, those are on the towards the wingtips, more towards the wingtips, and those are control surfaces at the trailing edge of the wing. So you have a leading edge of the wing, which is towards the front of the aircraft, and you have the trailing edge, which is the back part of the wing, the back side of the wing, um, towards the back of the aircraft. And that's where your control surfaces are. Same thing with the elevator on the tail and the rudder on the vertical, stable, vertical stabilizer. 
So more inboard, closer to the fuselage, is flaps. So the flaps are controlled by the flap lever, sometimes in the cockpit, sometimes it's uh, manual, you pull up a lever, or sometimes it's electric, you, you move a little lever and there's some servos that make the flaps move. And then the flaps are mostly used for takeoff and landing, and they allow you basically to fly slower and land at a slower speed. Okay, now I briefly then also mentioned the fuselage. The fuselage is what the, you know, it's the cockpit and the engines in front of the cockpit, and then there's the, the back seat behind the cockpit, the cabin, as you would say, and then there's the baggage area, and then all the way to the tail, that, that middle part of the plane where the people sit and where the engine goes and the, and the instruments and all that, that's called the fuselage. So that's that, that middle body part of the aircraft. And then you're also going to have landing gear. So you're going to have main gear wheels. Uh, those are going to be the wheels under the wings. So you're going to have a left main gear wheel and a right main gear wheel. And then you're going to have a nose wheel if you have a nose wheel aircraft. You might also have a what they call a tail jigger or a tail wheel aircraft where that Instead of a, a wheel at the nose of the aircraft, it's to, towards the back at the tail. And those are two uh, very different types of aircraft that require different training. And then, of course, at the front of the nose, we have the propeller that spins around by the engine, which is sitting directly behind that, but in front of the cockpit. And what covers the engine is called the engine cowling. So those are the, the basic, you know, the sort of the big items of your aircraft, the common big items of your aircraft. Now let's go into a little bit more detail on things that will be on top of those. And they're, they're smaller things, but they are equally as important. We'll first start with lights. So we have position lights, which are either left-facing on the left wing, uh, and those would be red position lights, or they're right-facing on the right wing tip, and those are green position lights. And then you will also have a rear-facing position light, which is on the vertical tail, the top of the vertical part of the tail, and that's a white position light. And then on, usually it's on the very top of the vertical stabilizer, and it's omnidirectional, which means it, it can be seen in any direction. And that's either a red or a white anti-collision light. So that's flashing, it's flashing either red or white, and it's, an anti, it's called an anti-collision light. And then you have a landing light, which can either be on the wings or directly under the propeller hub, and it provides light, you know, sprayed out onto the ground for to help with landings at night. Top of the wings, so that's that's the lights, and then on on top of the wings, you'll have fuel vent. So you have a fuel vent on top and a fuel vent on bottom, on both wings, because inside the wings are your your fuel storage so that your fuel tanks are inside the wings. And so that's how you'll you'll fuel up the wings to to give yourself some fuel. But there needs to be fuel vents on the top and bottom of the wings and that's to allow that that vapor pressure of the fuel when it gets hot and cold, it creates um, vapor, gas and you want that to vent out so that you don't have any dangerous pressurizations inside your fuel tank. And then on top you also have a fuel cap uh, one on both wings that you can open and close to refuel your wings, refuel your aircraft. So that's that's the, the wings and the fuel. Let's get into some antennas. So you're going to have a transponder antenna, which is usually under the fuselage, and it's usually this 
this kind of little stick with a ball on the end. And that's usually where you're going. So on the bottom of the aircraft, bottom of the fuselage in the middle, that's where your transponder antenna is usually going to be. And then on top, you're going to have these kind of backward tilting, almost like skinny triangles, which are going to be your communication radio antennas. And you'll usually have two of those because you'll have two radios. And then you'll also have like a little, sometimes they're a little wired uh, antenna on the top of the fuselage. And that's going to be your ELT, emergency locator transmitter antenna. So we'll get into what the ELT is. But just for now, ELT is stored somewhere in the aircraft. And it has basically, it's connected to the aircraft and has sensors, which any hard landings or crashes, it's going to go off and it's going to, transmit a location so that rescue crews can can come and find you so that's the elt antenna it's usually like i said on the top of the aircraft top of the fuselage finally on the usually it could be on the fuselage but usually on the vertical part of the tail you're going to have two vor antennas and they usually point backwards two vor antennas because you'll have two vor instruments and these uh, we'll get into vors Vors are a navigational tool used to to navigate to to and from vor facilities and, and determine your location which we'll get into later in the course so that is the antennas the common antennas um, you also nowadays find an adsb antenna which may be included with your your radio antennas or your transponder antennas likely with your transponder antennas for the new adsb requirements let's see here what else have we not talked about some aircraft will have wheel fairings and these are just like coverings over the wheels make the wheels more aerodynamic so that airflow flows off of them creates less drag when the wheels are down which most generally aviation aircraft the wheels and the landing gear are always down they don't retract like the big jets do um, but some more expensive aircraft have these retracting gear but most don't and so what they do is they put these fairings on to help with the, the drag uh, not all of them do but some of them do and then finally on the back of the elevator or the horizontal stabilizer stabilator you might have another little, like a miniature control surface, and this is called a trim tab, pitch trim tab, which you can change the trim and it basically uh, either deflects up or deflects down sort of permanently based off what you've set it to. And that way you can sort of trim in the pitch attitude that you want to just stay so you don't have to constantly be pushing backwards and forwards on the yoke and it kind of helps reduce your workload as a pilot and kind of trims you in and this is something you should get used to and practice with i for some reason avoided it for some reason early in my flight training uh, but it makes your life a lot easier if you get used to that trim tab and know what it's set at at all times so that is the general overview of the aircraft and aircraft systems that's all we're going to do here today for episode one i know i spent a lot of time just going over what the ground school is going to be like and all that stuff so next episode we will definitely get into more of section two operation of aircraft systems and we'll start with lesson two primary flight controls and then maybe we'll get into aircraft flights or cockpit instruments where we'll speak more detail on the stuff we mentioned today all right, so thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.
Hey guys, it's Nick. I want to take a second to speak directly to the student pilots out there. You might be a student pilot that is, you know, wondering what to do next, how to get started, or maybe you're looking for the right ground training or flight training, or maybe you've already started ground training or flight training and you're stuck, you're in a rut, and you're looking for a change, something to help get you out of that hurdle. From my own experience in flight training, after three years, five instructors and $22,000 and wanting to quit multiple, multiple times, and then now, after seeing hundreds and hundreds of student pilots through part-time pilot, I've realized that the number one thing that makes student pilots fail is that they do not have a good fundamental understanding of the ground training when they get to the more advanced flight lessons. Now, who here has seen Top Gun Maverick? Do you remember in the movie when he says, don't think, just do? Now, when I heard this, I was like, oh my goodness, this is brilliant because this is exactly what you have to be as a pilot now of course it's not that we're not thinking but it's that we understand things like weather aerodynamics what our instruments are telling us what atc is telling us we have such a good core fundamental understanding of these things that we don't have to think about them and when we don't have to think about them we can instinctively feel and fly the aircraft look out for dangers and avoid emergency situations if we do have to think about these things, it's going to put us behind mentally and we're going to be behind the aircraft. And when you're behind the aircraft mentally, bad things happen. And this happens when you don't have a good understanding of the ground school content. So now the first 10 to 15 hours of your flight training can go smooth, even if you don't have a good understanding of ground training, right? You can go up for a discovery flight, have a blast. You can go up, learn how to take off, learn how to land. You may be even able to solo for the first time, fly a plane for the first time everything's great and dandy but once you get into you know bad weather flying or flying at heavy heavily trafficked airports or speaking with atc for bravo clearance or cross-country flight planning and flying solo on a cross-country flight things get a little more advanced and when this happens and you don't have a good understanding of the ground school concepts you're gonna hit a wall you're gonna start to get behind the aircraft and when this happens if you have a good flight instructor, they're going to stop you and they're going to say, okay, we need to do one-on-one -on -one ground lessons. And now you're going to be paying your flight instructor to not even fly with you, but instead $50, $60, $70 an hour to just teach you the ground school content that you should already know. And, at, and the worst part is, is you're not flying with them. So the flight training that you gain, the currency, the proficiency that you gained is going to be lost and you're going to have to redo those lessons. What happens to most student pilots is they continuously hit these mental blocks where they get behind the aircraft they start making mistakes and then they catch up with the ground knowledge only to have that happen again and they start to get in this vicious cycle of having to redo trainings and repay for trainings until it gets to the point where them or their family they finally say you know what this has to stop we can no longer afford the training costs uh, without any progress you know and they end up quitting now so how do we avoid that well, here comes part-time pilot. Again, I said I went through my own experience of this and I realized that most flight training and ground training is not tailored to the modern day student pilot. And when I say modern day student pilot, I should say modern day part-time student pilot because let's face it, there's a very small percentage of us that can go and dedicate 24-7, 365 to our flight training or not even miss a beat and be able to pay for flight training without working so most of us have a full-time job or maybe a part-time job we have kids we have family we have school 
we have all these other responsibilities on top of flight training. And most of these flight trainings and ground trainings are not tailored towards you. And so how is it the part-time pilot tailors to the modern day student pilot? Well, the first way we do that is by keeping ground school interesting. You wanna avoid being boring, you wanna avoid that burnout. So how we do that is we present our material in multiple, multiple ways. And you're actually listening to one of them right now. You can consume our content via this podcast and an audio recording. You can do this while you're running, while you're driving in traffic. Again, tailoring to that busy part-time student pilot. Or you can read through our written lessons. You know, I like to read. So for those of you that like to read, you can read through the lessons. You can see the step-by-step examples and the procedures that we have. Or you can look through our study guide and see our diagrams and mnemonic devices, have that visual cue, those visual cues and aids that help further your understanding. Or you can watch our videos, or you can take our quizzes and practice tests to reinforce what you just learned. And then finally, you can join us live weekly for our live Q&A and our live lessons so you can see in real time these things taught out and these examples done in real time. And then finally, you can utilize our group community to form study groups get questions answered 24 7 all of this is tailored for the modern day student pilot to keep ground school interesting keep it from being boring keep from having that burnout and to find ways that you can consume the content throughout your busy schedule and guess what it works we've had over 350 student pilots come through take and pass their faa exams without a single student failing that's right a single student has yet to tell me that they failed either their FAA written or their FAA checkride. So that is just proof in the pudding right there that our concepts, the way we explain things in plain written English, and the way we give you multiple ways to consume this content is working. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in and you want to come join us, we'd love to have you. Just go to www.parttimepilot.com, click on Online Ground School, And we'll see you inside the online ground school. Thanks for listening and I'll see you guys next week.